With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Today's episode of Bravo Happy Hour is blessed with the presence of Ryan Bailey. If you guys know this show, if you have ears, if you listen to podcasts, you are listening to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, which is your amazing pop culture show that is what, like 16 hours of content a week at this point? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's way too long. Sorry, I have, a, I have a weird addiction with long podcasts. Uh-huh, yes. I mean, it's really good because I've had people like shame me for having too short of a podcast and then also been shamed on the other side of it oh, yeah. too long. So I get shamed on the other one. And I don't think people realize like they, I mean, there is no, I don't get hurt if you don't listen to the whole thing. That's why I put timestamps so you can switch to like, if you want the Vanderpump Rules section, you can go to that section. Like you have no, I, but I, I get it in a way because my brain works. Like if I start a book, I need to finish a book. Like I don't mm-hmm. skip around a book. So I get that. But at the same time, I'm imploring people. And also it's going to change once uh, the quarantine kind of is lifted. I'm, I'm scaling back as it gets further. But I just, it's always the same. I was, I grew up on radio shows that were like morning radio shows that were like four hours. And I always think of it like, I I always think of it, I was just trying to be a little different than everything out there of trying to make it like a full experience where there's music, interviews, me being silly, my family. And I wanted to give people just a little bit of an experience, which, you know, love it or hate it, it's kind of where I started. And, And like your show, like what we're doing right now on YouTube, things change, things things blossom and get, you know, better and stronger. And that's, that's what's really cool about this whole experience, you know, and that's, that thanks to people like you and, you know, Laura and like all these people that I learn from, you know, it's just, you, you grow as you go, but this is how I started. So I'm so sorry for the long podcast. No, are you kidding? I love it. I mean, you kind of have like a variety show. Like you talk about a million different things and you had like one episode a couple months ago and you were like singing this one song that I had never heard. And it's been stuck in my head. Of course, right now I'm thinking of it and I can't think of it. Was it, was it like a boss by Sheena Shea? No. Like a boss. Oh, okay. No. no. Oh my god, it was like maybe like Was it a, Yummy by Justin Bieber? No, I do like that song too. Okay, I haven't listened to it in your show in a couple of weeks and clearly you're singing a lot. Like you're singing <laughs> yeah. too much. No, you guys, and you guys, I don't sing. Like I literally don't make you listen to me sing for 4 minutes. I usually am just making fun of a song. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that's Can you imagine? <laughs> you're actually just singing on your podcast and people are like Hey oh, guys, uh it's New York. <laughs> Timestamps of like all the different genres. <laughs> 34 to 57, we're doing a Led Zeppelin medley oh, acapella. <laughs> I usually put like a sad song at the end. I was doing like So Sad It's Good because I really Aww. love sad music. And I really love, so I've created like a, a So Sad It's Good playlist on Spotify you can find for free. Wow. But what, what? But then I started trying to do happier songs because of course everything's a little sad right now. <laughs> Anyways. But this week I, I put on, uh, you know, Daft Punk, the two robot DJs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
So I saw them in 2006 at Coachella, which was like a groundbreaking performance. And I put on a live version of their opening song. And I, I was lucky enough to see that. But one of my listeners said, I fell asleep to playing you. And at three in the morning, I was awoken with some of the scariest like techno <laughs> music I've ever heard in my life. And I thought that was so hysterical of being woken up with like robot rock, you know? Yeah, no, no one needs that. No I mean, I need it, but no, I mean, nobody needs it when you're sleeping, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to just jump right into news because this week has been crazy. We start off in Vanderpump Land because it's the lighter of the two major stories of this week. But <laughs> Vanderpump Rule star Sheena Shea was in the news this week. Oh, Ryan's at the Sir Alley. I'm in the Sir Alley, you guys. Are you smoking? And uh, I'm yelling at Tom Sandoval. You're my only problem right now. You. Or when, uh, oh, what's his name, James was saying to Kay, he's like, maybe you shouldn't wear those shorts, love. Oh, wow. Wow. It's me and, and Shayna. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. Well, I actually am doing a giveaway to get subscribers and go to my Instagram if you guys want more information on that. But one of the things you can win is the Sheena Shea It's All Happening pin. And Oh, that's a great, buy. Oh, is that Gold Half Moon? Yeah. It's such and a I great, got oh, that. And so then what good. else did I get from her? She had such great things. I got two things from her site and a bunch of other like random Bravo things. But the It's All Happening pin is really brutal because I think I might keep it. But now as I'm talking about it, I can't keep that you one. You can't do so it. I'm yeah. Do a double buy. Kate, Kate uh, she, the creator of Gold Moon, she just does so many great things. I really, I mean, I just, I mean, it's kind of like we're always trying to think of things to do with podcasts. I love those people that are like being so creative with merchandise. And it really, I mean, I'm, thank God I'm not rich because I would buy so much of that stuff. Like, I mean, it just, it would be so weird. Well, during like my little sweepstakes buying spree, which was like more fun than actually starting like a YouTube page. I'm like, all I want to do is like buy shit for a giveaway. Yeah. But now I'm struggling because... I can't keep anything and I have Tom and Ariana's cocktail book, which I don't even want to open too much because I don't want like to crease the pages because I don't want the winner to be like, was this bitch drinking the cocktails? Yeah, is this a used yeah. gift? This is a You fold one of the show. pages over. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like covered in like simple syrup and just like crit pages apart. I think that would be kind of cool though. Like that would be like, it's like you, like that's like a piece of history then. Since this podcast keeps growing, that would be like a piece of history, you know? I give them like my first microphone. I like print out my first outlines. I'm like, is well, this history? They're like, oh, well, no. no bitch, we wanted the book. Like, Dude, I always do lyric breakdowns in my episode and I always save the lyric breakdowns with my notes because I'm such an idiot that I'm like, this is going in the podcast Smithsonian one day, you know, like I was like, somebody, somebody really crazy might want this, you know? Well, I mean, I think one day there might have to be a hall of fame because there's like, I'm guessing like radio hall of fames, like there is like yeah, baseball, yeah. there's hall of fames for everything. And podcasting is a huge medium. Like there's literally almost a million podcasts out there on Apple podcasts right now, which Would is you consider. Would you consider this the, I mean, I was, I said this the other day, the golden age of podcasting, or would you, I mean, like, it really does seem like there is a podcast, a very specific, it's almost like Netflix, where there's a very specific show for any interest that you have, there is a podcast for it. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting because podcasting is also free. So, I mean, not for me, I find a way, I find many ways to <laughs> yeah, make this hobby very fucking expensive, but for others, it is free to make content and it's free to put it out on Apple podcasts. And so, you know, anybody can do it, which I think is 
awesome. And it allows for yeah. some people to get perspectives out there on these weird ass topics. Like you can find the most niche thing. I like dated a guy and he was like, I once had a podcast. I was like, oh joy. Like that's truly the last thing I want to hear. But he was like, um, I worked for this plumbing company in Florida and they asked me to start a podcast about plumbing. And I was like, was it a comp, like, was it an ironic comedy theme or just about the industry? And so it, there's literally shows about everything and anything. Yeah. And I mean, granted, we choose to talk about Bravo people, like things will happen in the news. And like my world shut down after the Sheena stuff this week. And then like Catherine and, you know, the whole Southern charm drama and like no one in my life gets it. Yeah, 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 totally. And I was like, oh my God, I have this really oh. <laughs> show. I have to do a ton of research and I have it to be quality research because Sheena's, we get, it's bullshit. But like Catherine's is like, it's a heavy topic. So I'm like, well, this is taking up my whole week. I'm sorry, I have my, to pull out from work. I'm with my mom right now and I'm still working at my actual job, like over Zoom and all this stuff. And, and uh, she had asked if one of my fellow employees had gotten fired and I, I didn't. I was in my own head thinking about something and I was like, yeah, they let her go. I mean, that's, you know, Vanderpump fired her, you know, like, <laughs> the, and I, I thought, she, I thought she was talking about the editor of Vanderpump rules. And I was like, Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. She was like, huh? And I was like, Oh yeah, they, they, you know, but that's like, my mind is constantly obsessed with like this podcast and all of these reality shows and it bleeds over into my normal life, but nobody else besides this select, bunch of thousands of people that we you know knows knows what we're talking about well that's why it's kind of fun it's like because i was talking with um my mom and my soon-to-be sister-in-law and we were talking about how like during this quarantine it really shows like what you have in your coworkers and what you have in the people you see every day and like at least for me like i don't have my coworkers, so i feel like a little lonely because i don't have people i'm seeing every day and i like am living alone but like I have a full community and a whole world on the internet, which is like so embarrassing to me, like my internet no. friends, but it's true. It we is true. It's a connection. True. And it's, whether back in the day, it was like a sewing club or a book club or something or ways to get people together. Like, I feel like in real life is kind of dwindling, but like on the internet, like you can create these communities, you can have these Facebook groups, you can have podcasts and, you know, all these things where people can really kind of get together and, and talk about, and I think it's very inc inclusive. Shit. I love that it's, or at least the circles I run in, the circles I run in, I feel like it's like oh the God. greasers or the, right. the bloods and the crips, like the circle I run, like they all seem very inclusive. I love the Instagram Bravo community. I love yeah, that's that everybody, it, it's just, it just, everybody's like finding ways to make each other laugh. And I know this sounds completely bizarre and insane, but it's, it almost drives you to be funnier and quicker and uh think break things down i mean i and i feel like that can spill over any i mean i come from an acting theater background and that's what you would do with any kind of play is like break down script material and that's what we're doing with these shows is we're taking each moment and we're breaking them down like we're breaking down the humanity of it like the story you talk about with Catherine today that is so insane it's like if you go behind that story and you look at the history involved in that story it really paints a frightening picture of of her her cohorts, Thomas Ravenel, you have the South in there. There's so many things that like play into these stories that that's why it makes these shows fascinating on a whole other level because you're dealing with universal themes in our stupid reality show world. 
Well, I think that's like one reason why I've never really liked when people say like, oh, it's a total guilty pleasure watching these shows is what I do when I'm, when I don't want to think and I'm, I'm nervous to tell people because I don't know what they'll think. And I'm like, how can you even say that? Of course, these shows are peppered with like ridiculousness, whether it's, you know, Sonia peeing in a corn maze or whatever, you know, or a Ryberter in the chicken. Like, that's the fun of it. But then you do look deeper into the situation and you see, wow, like these women are going through addiction issues and grieving a lost husband and divorce and money problems, cheating and fame. And you really yeah. kind of go deep into their lives. And, you know, I think that's what differentiates a good housewife versus a bad one. I mean, you know, relatively speaking, but it's like how much you're kind of willing to give. And I think yeah. I, you know, Leah, you know, your soon to be wife, I love you, Leah. Leah, if you're listening to this, I just, I hope you're having a beautiful Sunday. You deserve it all, babe. And let's, let's rock 2021 together. Okay. (laughs) I love Leah McSweeney guys. That's what I'm, she's joking about. I have a joke on the podcast that I'm going to marry Leah McSweeney. Yeah. By the way, if she wouldn't marry me, it wouldn't be a joke, but I know it's a joke at this point. (laughs) Well, I actually think you guys would be like a great couple. I feel like you would support her indefinitely in everything. Not not financially though, because I'm a, like, I don't think she's ever dated a thousandaire. <laughs> like, I, I think mean, she's but- probably, you know, used to like millionaires and stuff like that. So I think that would be a downgrade in that sense. And I'm not into, I got to get more into streetwear. Like I need somebody to help me restyle my wardrobe. And I don't know if Old Navy has streetwear. Like that's, that's the budget I'm looking at. You know, if it, hey, if any of you listeners are like work for streetwear, please send me streetwear so I can impress Leah. I, I'm sure. Any, any FUBU representatives any, or... Any, any, any Yeezy representatives? Stussy, any, like I'm probably gonna get the LA Gear representative of like. <laughs> I mean, you could be like a Yeezy influencer. Like I could see it now, like wearing a lot of like beige tones, khaki, oh, yeah, khaki colored things, expensive socks. That, I mean, that's the that that would be the dream. If like, also the dream is just for somebody to tell me what to wear and what to like. If I can just do the podcast and then somebody goes, "Hey, you're wearing this today." and you're going to this place today and you're eating this like that's my dream just let me go let me go on hikes and watch my shows and podcasts everything else you can tell me what to do you know i mean that sounds nice it looks like you're kind of looking for an an assistant (laughs) (laughs) assistant wife husband i don't know whatever whatever you want to call it (laughs) partner Well, jumping into this Vanderpump Rules news. So an editor from Vanderpump Rules, whose name is Bree Dillinger, went on a podcast called Twisted Pop Podcast. And I believe this was this woman's first episode. So kudos to her for getting a ton of big press and major scoop on the show. So she had Bree on, who has been editing for a couple years. And I think it says like about two episodes a year she edits. And there's an edit team of 10 people, which is a lot, a lot more than I expected. I kind of would assume it would have been like four or five, but I guess the show is kind of always changing. And I think throughout the season, they kind of have to work quickly to change based on viewers' thoughts and whatnot. So Brie goes on this podcast and the two of them are talking about how she got into the industry, how it's been working on Vanderpump Rules. And then she started kind of going in ham on She Shay. So uh, she was <laughs> going in saying, if Sheena knew what was good for her, she'd befriend me because she because my favorite game is finding all the embarrassing things that Sheena does and putting them all in. And then they said, um, they don't really think about or talk to us at all. I feel like they should totally want to be friends with me. I know everything about them. Oh, wait, maybe that's why they don't want to be friends with me. 
then she proceeds to say, Bravo makes a lot of calls too and decided that Stassi and Bo were special heroes. And so we do try to have Stassi and Bo in all the shows and it's a Bravo call and not any producers, which like, okay, one, giving Stassi and Bo a good edit has never been something I was wondering. Like, of course they always get a good edit. Stassi is like a golden child to Bravo and they put her on a pedestal alongside like, I think housewife level. Yeah. But I think the stuff she said about Sheena was just like kind of mean and unprofessional and I think she has all the right to say stuff on her show about her career, but to throw so, Sheena under the bus is <laughs> Well, so I have a couple, I have a couple things to say about this is, and I talked about, I'm, I, I'm talking about a little bit on this, this week's pod is that, so, you know, this actually, like, this wasn't, the, the, the pod that this came from uh, was like nine episodes in. Bree did the first episode of it nine weeks ago, and the last episode this past week. Now, this podcast was relatively, like, unknown, okay? So, like, that first episode aired. She said a lot of stuff on that first episode. Nothing happened. Like, then she said this one last week, and then somebody picked it up, and it just kind of got the ball rolling. Now, of course, like, those are some really snarky things to say, but if you listen to it in the context of the podcast – it was kind of like us joking about Sheena Shea. It was kind of yeah. like us joking about Jax Taylor, even though I really do hate Jax Taylor. But I think the mistake, of course, she made was that, like, yeah, she probably, at the end of the day, shouldn't be revealing that kind of information when she is actually working on a show and the show is still running for that season. Um, but I think that was a mistake. But I don't think – I think a lot of those things were said tongue-in-cheek, like we th- say things tongue-in-cheek. Now, I even – I even was texting with Brie because I know her a little oh, bit through, okay. through Instagram, through Instagram. And she had reached out because she was going to be on my podcast after the Zoom reunions. And I said, let's wait till after that so we can get into that. I, I had no clue this would blow up like it did. Like, I mean, and I see, but the thing is, we also have to realize Sheena loves this. This is Sheena's, like, Sheena loves. I mean, all this attention thrown Sheena's way. This is, be like, we're all saying justice for all Sheena. We're all throwing her so much love, which is real love, but that's what Sheena's all about, and that's why we love Sheena. And I think the point that we're all missing is that, and I unfortunately, I think Brie wrote this open letter then, and it was, Oof, I don't know if she really, I don't know if that really was the right move, but it got taken down. But the thing is, is that we have to, we have to accept as an audience how we're watching these shows. We, we seem to accept that, you know, it's not just this year. Anytime we watch that, yes, we're seeing stage scenes sometimes. Yes, they are making a show. Yes, they are choosing who the heroes, we, we, they are choosing that they love Saucy and Bo. Yes, that's how shows are made. That's how they are. And we're ignorant that this isn't a docu-series. This is a reality show. We're not just following cameras around, not edited. They are editing these. And I wanted to also recommend real quick, Producer Jerry, who is one of the producers on this, who gets talked about a lot, he has his own podcast that is no longer in production. But let me have you guys, if you want to, go check out his podcast, Working Class Hollywood. There is an episode with a guy named Andrew Wontuck, and producer Jerry breaks down exactly how the show is created, exactly how those subplots are created, how exactly the people that are working on it, how they create this whole thing. And it is a fascinating look into how they create a season of that show. But I would like, I would just suggest, and I think this, this kind of got out of whack because Brie probably shouldn't have done this in the first place. I'm shocked she didn't have an NDA already. 
but these shows are made a certain way and we all know that. So for us to be like, man, because think about it, you guys, would you really want to see like Shishu, our queen, went through an egg retrieval process this season. And that's so cool. That's so amazing for her. That's such a special time in her life. But think of it as an audience. You guys probably, <laughs> no, you guys probably would have been complaining if that was shown and been a focused subplot because you would have been, I don't care. I don't want to see this. I want to see her dating people. I want to see her fighting with people. I don't need to see how tough it is to retrieve eggs. And that's the journey that Sheena thought that they were leaving out. So I just got to like, Sheena, you know, it's just that Sheena doesn't even know what's the best for her. I feel like they painted Sheena in this light that we all love her. And by, by no means did I think Sheena was really hitting on Stassi's brother. By no means. I know. Well, that was kind of the inappropriate thing where she was like, yeah, I did kind of create that clip package where yeah, the producers yeah. then asked if she'd yes. be like how young she'd go. And then she said 21. Yes. And then they cut to the scene of her asking Nikolai if he had a, girl, a girlfriend, which is like, whatever a thing you just say to like a teen you know like because what well, yeah, the fuck I mean, else are they going to be talking about <laughs> like that's the, char- that's the character that they've created for sheena over these last eight seasons and for like i just i don't watch the show in that sense where i was like holy shit sheena's a pedophile oh my god like <laughs> there is there is no part of me i was literally like laughing like oh my god they trolled her so hard because we by the way as an audience have champion those editors for trolling people this season whether it be sheena's he's my best friend he's my best friend or tom sandoval doing his like crazy like emotional thing they troll him they're doing that or him being very like uh into costumes and you know or they troll jack for being an asshole all the time these things do happen so we can't be selective in when we choose to you know i mean that's the thing that i keep going over in my head that i'm trying to really work it out does that make sense Totally. I mean, and they do troll everyone. Yes. Everybody it, gets even trolled Stassi, in their own way. Even, even Stassi. They kept going back to her when she freaked out on Bo three episodes ago of like, Bo, are you my person? Are you my person? And they trolled her, I believe, by going back and showing all the other times she's freaked out on guys over the past. So even with her hero edit, they're still leaving in things that are possibly like trolling or that Stassi probably doesn't want out there because who wants out there that they're like, that we literally saw that and go, oh my God, oh geez, like run, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think people definitely did take it out of proportion. This girl did lose her job, which is a bummer because like she said in her open letter, she's like a freelancer and doesn't have insurance. So this is a really shitty time to be losing good employment. And that's really unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's breaking that fourth wall. It's like, we want that as listeners. We want that as podcast consumers we want to know that nitty gritty information. And then, yeah, people freak out when they actually get the truth. And I guess, I don't know, I guess I understand why Bravo, I guess, took this initiative to fire her. But again, we've been seeing Bravo make no remarks on so that's, many other things. That's it. And so that's this the is thing. the time that the network is deciding, oh, we're going to put our foot down for Sheena. Yeah, but see, that's it exactly. It took like four seasons of Thomas Ravenel raping people for them to be like, maybe we'll take away his paycheck. See, that's the thing that frustrates me is because the fans created such an uproar and Sheena created such an uproar. And the thing is, we have things to really be in an uproar about. What Catherine Dennis did this week, which I know you're going to talk about, is horrifying. And there should be no place for that. There should be swift judgment on things like that. And I don't, this is not about right wing, left wing. This is not even political. This is a real 
basic thing that I think you should not be able to do at this point in spreading hate. But Bravo, where is the comment? There has been no comment, but Bravo, because Sheena felt like she was getting a bad edit. Like, yes, Brie shouldn't have said that. And also, if we had had Brie on either of our pods, there is no doubt in my mind I would have asked her even more questions about how things were created. I would have asked her, like, tell me the Jacks freakouts that left that are on the cutting room floor. Tell me that you have other, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I keep going back and forth in my head, and, I, and I'm trying to understand all sides. And I just, I guess at the end of the day, I'm just shocked they, that editors and people that work on that show don't have to sign NDAs because that to me is the bigger mistake out of all of this is that, you know, if Lala and Randall had people sign NDAs to go to Coachella that one year, <laughs> then, you know, Bravo should be doing that same thing with anybody that works on the show, you know? Yeah, it is shocking that she kind of was just willing to go on this show and also willing to go on your show to talk about it. But I get it. Like she even said in her letter, like she was excited to talk about her job, excited to talk about this because she's she a passionate viewer she as much as all of us. So of course you get like a little out of hand. And yeah, I mean the same way you were saying before, like we talk about this stuff like a sport. Why shouldn't she? Of course she builds it and to purposely like make fun of one person is a little cruel but she also was like, I was the one who edited He's a Battered Wife, like that whole scene in the bathroom with Tom and Tom. Like, Which to me is one of the best reality scenes that you get. I, I, I just, that is, that is the thing. I just feel like the things that we choose to, I mean, uh, and, and uh, the other thing is, I know we're both fans of like Sexy Unique podcast with Lara, and she was a part of that group. That's another thing is that she really is a fan of Vanderpump Rules. She loved that show so much. So it's funny is that like, I'm sure, and she never said this during like that, but I'm, I'm sure like being in those groups where we go in on each of those characters, including Sheena, has a effect on her of like, oh my God, these people that love this will probably love this. And then like, she kind of, I don't know what her power really is, but like, the thing is, normally if this hadn't been created, we love this stuff. I mean, I was on that Sex Unique podcast Facebook group when the Sheena thing happened and people were cracking up about it. Like, so I just feel like, you know, if it, it's just weird. It's like not a herd mentality in a way, but like when things start going in a bad direction, it all goes in a bad direction. She didn't do herself any favors with some of the comments she made, but I also believe the internet will come for all of us one day, you know? I mean, again, like, we're all just sheep, and let's not forget, like, the racist comments that Matt and Max and Brett said that, like, everybody, like, that <laughs> went away in a day. Done. Like, that was not done. me age six. Like, that is donezo. This editor was like, uh, Sheena's a joke, and she's gonna die a death of a million embarrassments, which, like, is a very rude thing to say, but, you know, like, why is she getting fired and Max and Brett get a slap on the hand and maybe lost a shift or two at Tom Tom? You know, so it just, it doesn't well, yeah. really make it, sense. It it's like, a quick, easy way to fire a woman, get her out, get her out. She's causing too much problems, get her out, you know? But I guess that's the thing I don't understand about life in general is that it just seems like there's no hard and fast rules for anything. I don't know if there ever has been, but it just doesn't really make tons of sense in my mind. I do think some of Bree's comments were hurtful. Of course, if I was Sheena, which by the way, Sheena, you know, I Sheena said- Sheena doesn't give was, a fuck about this. That's, like, that's what I was like, saying. I'm making that. money, Brie. I have a job and I make a lot more money than you. I'm the famous one. You're not like, fuck off. Like at the she, end of the Sheena day- Sheena sells a beanie. <laughs> Sheena sells a beanie that says boy crazy on it. <laughs> Sheena plays into in all of this. 
and and by the way too and this isn't any because i believe you know who knows about sheena like she seems like such a hard worker and stuff like that but if this it goes back to everything that we say about this show if this show never existed which one of these cast members would be anything right now? I mean, they would be, all still be great people, probably. They would all still be, but would they be friends with each other? One, probably no. not. Would no, they would not be, be married? They, they would be struggling actors uh, selling Arbonne, selling like, you know, like the typical LA crap that we all do. They would still be like trying to bartend, you know, like they would still, you know, it's such a tough town. And I feel a couple people on the show realize how lucky they are that this happened because this is a once in a million opportunity for people in LA. But that's, and I believe Sheena understands that. And, and I do believe she understands that, but of course it's always gonna hurt when somebody is making fun of you directly on a podcast. I've had, you know, like we've all had people say, really like, crappy things about us and it hurts. was like the butt of brandy glanville's abuse on beverly hills housewife for being the other woman like she has <laughs> been like shamed on a major major level like this yeah. is peanuts in comparison to the shit that sheena's actually had to deal with even from her own cast members so well nobody know, convert nobody nobody on that show can virtue signal nobody on that joke can be like I live a virtuous life and i always have and this is so sad is that each one of those shows we've seen these people and make mistakes and also sheena has been on the show long enough where we've seen the tide turn on her where we've seen people hate sheena i do need to point out people remember when we really didn't like her a couple seasons ago when she was making fun of shay's sobriety when like she was having pool parties in azusa and literally made fun of Shay saying like oh drink yeah, I mean, when it came to the whole Shay thing, it was pretty difficult to be on Sheena's side because she's like, what? Why can't you just have a few beers and then, like, not be an addict? It's like, that's not really how this works. And he also was taking, like, seven oxycodones a day. So let's not forget that. Like, it's not just the booze. Like, it's actually a lot deeper. It's, like, basically heroin, like, in pill form. It's, it's so. a, yeah, it's, it's an addiction. And then, and then we literally had to watch Sandoval and Ariana come over and teach Shay how to make eggs. Remember, remember when they were oh, trying to get him back God. on shape, and Sandoval came over and taught him how to make an omelet. He was, and like, I was sometimes like, I eat broccoli for breakfast. I was not. I was like, that is some dedication to having abs. Like broccoli for breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, Sandoval works on a whole nother level. It's insane. Oh, I know. Well, moving on to the insane news coming out of Southern Charm this week. So there was seven thousand things happening we'll start with Catherine, move into cam and then go to the other people i guess just to kind of yeah. to keep this organized so earlier this week Catherine dennis was defending one of her friends named katie who was being called out for planning a trump rally <clears throat> and Catherine was firing back at a woman named tamika gadson who is a black radio show host and Catherine, in the midst of this argument back and forth sends her the sentence grow a pair you're an l7 weenie that's how serious i take this with a monkey emoji and if you guys are completely um ignorant you wouldn't you would know that a monkey emoji is you know alluding to the color of her skin and this is really incredibly inappropriate so this came out earlier this week and people went pretty wild understandably also this l7 weenie comment I had to Google it and it was from Sandlot. And so I don't know what Catherine 
is going through Wait, right now. The, that, the, the, the movie The Sandlot? Yeah, the L7 weenie. When I read like the exact thing, I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I Google it and it's like a Sandlot reference. I'm like, a Sandlot reference and a racist monkey emoji? We've got a lot to talk I mean, here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm outraged at the Sandlot reference too now. I had no clue. Jeez. I know. I know it's equally as criminal. <laughs> if not worse just yeah. kidding so once this started going around instagram we obviously got the obligatory apology from Catherine saying i want to acknowledge that using a monkey emoji in my text was offensive and from the bottom of my heart i sincerely apologize to anyone and everything anyone and everyone i hurt although the context was not my intention there's no if ends or buts that excuse me did not give it thought and it was wrong and it was and is wrong i know that i am not that person I know and will do better. I mean, as as apologies go for being racist, I felt like at least she acknowledged it and was acknowledging the fact that it, she said hurtful things. However, that doesn't really excuse any of this behavior. And like we were saying before, like Southern charm by definition is kind of deeply problematic. Like Catherine grew up on a plantation. Thomas lives in a plantation. Eliza Limehouse lives in a plantation. Like, let us not forget that plantations were, like, the location of, like, complete, like, horrific human rights abuses. <laughs> so before we talk about, like, contemporary racism on the show and, like, the current state of the cast, this has been an issue since episode one. And Southern Charm as a show, as a whole, has never even addressed any of the South's part in the civil war and slavery and it's so it's interesting that now this is all kind of being brought up when like there's been sprinklings of racism on southern charm from truly episode one so now it's yeah it's the big freak out where it's all gonna kind well, of implode and this is very hard because i you know as a white male i have so much privilege and i i don't experience anything as to you know what African American or any minority goes through, so it I don't want to sound ignorant in my comments or anything like that. I want to be very careful, but I am outraged when I I have always, up until this past year and a half to two years, really believed that I knew that racism existed, of course, but I didn't know to what magnitude, or I guess I was trying to turn a blind eye. And it's really, really frustrating to me that it seems like it's a real, it seems like it's becoming more prevalent and people are really feeling free to be just at the end of the day, evil assholes, you know, like I don't, um, I just don't condone this. I don't understand it. And I don't know how you would stand up for it. If you're like, well, no, it's okay. Sometimes like that's just like, no, it's just, I feel like it's just, no. And then on top of it, these kind of canned apologies that publicists write for people, I don't really buy. I never, like, guys, we, you know, and of course, you have to take into account that Catherine was raised in the South. And of course, I'm not saying all people in the South are like this, but I do believe that probably she has grown up around a lot of people that have been very flippant in how they, how they view uh, minorities and how they speak about minorities. But it's like... Um, it's like quitting smoke. It's not like quitting smoking, but I'm trying to think of something that I did that like is really, I quit smoking. Like it fucking, it fucking sucked. I had to work at it every day, but I knew I was wrong. I knew it was wrong, you know? And the thing is you have to know it's wrong and you have to work then every day to take that, to take all that crap that's built up in your mind or those preconceived notions or how everybody told you, because at the end of the day, we share 
this country, whether you like it or not. Like, that's just how it is. And I'm not, and, and, and to feel like I'm not threatened and I don't look down on anybody. My God, like, I have no right to look down on anybody. And this is not like a soapbox. It's just so frustrating because I feel like we're, I feel like we're better than this. I feel like Catherine was better than this. We, we stood by Catherine with all of this stuff with Thomas. Like, you know, and, and let me just be honest then. Catherine comes off like a real dim-witted a-hole most of the time. And we still stand up for her. Like, I mean, I saw, thought she really got the short end of the stick with Thomas. Like, I really thought he was putting her through, like, but then it's like, uh, you just, then humble yourself, then appreciate what you have. Then, and I feel like that's what's sad when you don't learn these lessons from what life is trying to teach you. And you're, you're going to ruin, you're going to ruin your money. Like, at the end of the day, it's money too for you, you know? Well, that's the unfortunate thing. It's been years of her slowly trying to get back into like good graces with the viewers, with Catherine, with all these people in her life, with Catherine, with Patricia, with all the people in her life that now it's kind of being turned around and all of the girls, Cam, Naomi, and Chelsea are all not coming back for season seven. And Naomi wrote something on Instagram saying um, to all those asking why Cameron, Chelsea, and I, and anyone with a life they want to protect quit the show, it's shit like this. Shame on you, Catherine Dennis, for this and many other things. So it's clear that they're kind of over this bullshit too. And I think the whole cast was shocked when Catherine got pregnant with T-Rav's baby in the first place. And it kind of like derailed the whole point of the show, which was like about Southern people, mainly about Southern men. That's how it was like initially casted. And so... I think she kind of derailed the show and definitely took it another route where it's like, you know, children out of wedlock, abuse, drug addiction, losing your children. Like she's really gone through it all. And this all started when she was 21 years old and with a man 30 years her senior. So from the beginning, Catherine was like immature. And, you know, I think there was like the grace period after she had, you know, the second kid and everybody was like, oh, you know, we need to start standing up for her because, you know, she was treated like shit by Thomas and he doesn't support her and all of these things. And so slowly but surely we were like, okay, yeah, you know, she's not crazy. She was young yeah. doing drugs. And then now yeah. it's like you kind of look back and it's like, you know, who was this person that we were kind of watching and all rooting for when you can so easily turn on a dime, start being racist in the middle of nowhere. And now supposedly she also was the one who spread to the gossip blog that Cam's husband, Jason, was having an affair with a makeup artist named Rebecca. And Rebecca said she's never met him in her life, that I think she had done makeup for one of the cast of Southern Charm, like back in 2018. So it was like a very one and gun situation. And like now is being accused of cheating and now her name is being dragged through the press and all of this shit for no apparent reason. And this woman has made statements, Cameron's made statements, and Catherine is still kind of like sitting pretty, not really saying anything or addressing any of these rumors like that are so hurtful to this girl and to Jason, who is clearly a good dude. Obviously, (laughs) like he, you know, I had a lot of people in my DMs and I was going back and forth. It's like, you know, he is a doctor, works long hours. Something can happen in the break room. I've seen scrubs like... You never know. I've seen seen Grey's Anatomy. I know what happens in those elevators. Uh, Honestly, like a steamy kiss. No, but like, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, I initially read that story too, and this is how bad I am. I I believed it. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, it just shows you how much we're willing to believe 
I mean, think about it in our personal lives. If you hear a rumor about a friend or a friend of a friend, I, I was just thinking about this the other day because I had heard something about myself that just wasn't true. And I thought about, I was like so hurt. And I was like, and I was like, wait a sec. I don't, when I hear something about a friend of a friend, I believe it. I don't go to that friend and say, hey, is this true? Like, you know, like I just automatically believe things. And I feel like that's where we are. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more. It means better. Available through the platforms you're already on. AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC. Plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that is that we just automatically believe things about people because it's fun to believe dirty things about people it just is i mean it's like salacious it's what we're used to in this reality show subculture and i'm like wow cameron isn't so perfect after all interesting and then the joke's on us like it's a really specifically made up story and it, and that's the shocking part are the specifics in it and that's when you say whoever did this is a sociopath whether it's catherine or not yeah, I mean, I do think Catherine has the ability to do this, to try to shake people off of her own, you know, racist situation. And it all happens the same week in the exact same time. It just kind of seems a little bit too fabricated. And Cam and Catherine have always kind of had a weird relationship. They were like very much so on outs, I think season three. And then season four was kind of when the... Um, what's her name? No, season five was when Ashley came in. And once Ashley yeah. came in on the scene, <laughs> all of the women, I believe, yeah. banded yeah. with Catherine. Because yeah, like, like, at that point, it's like... Choose your crazy, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Choose your crazy. Like, what lane are you going to go with? Because, I mean, if you're on Ash Ashley's side, like, 
then you're a really bad person. Like, regardless, like, you must have, like, such a, a small heart if you believed a lot of the things she said about being an egg donor. But then, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn because I've, like, loved Catherine, and that's the shitty thing. But it's, like, you can't condone racism. And, like, this is a constant on this show. They don't acknowledge race because they've never had to. So now when they're making these public statements about race and the whole cast is talking about race, it's like a little too late, you guys. Like Thomas Ravenel was saying this on my Instagram. Like I had an episode early in the, in probably season one and him and his dad are like joking about using a $5 bill because Lincoln's face is on it. And the dad was like, I'm excited to get that out of my wallet. And then Thomas asks the dad, oh, do you like Lincoln? And he smirks, you know, like that only means one thing. Like, and so this has kind of been, non-stop and non-stop and it's just it's disappointing because you have the ability to have conversations that are poignant but like these people aren't the people we should be relying on for that and I get that but you know on the Real Housewives of Potomac they went down to New Orleans and Giselle's dad like gave them a tour of this old plantation in Louisiana and it was such a poignant episode and as like a dumb white girl I watched it and was crying and really felt something. Whereas, you know, they go to plantation, like the plantation in Southern Charm, like has an association with like Catherine being stuck in the basement watching the kid, you know, not like all of the years of like slavery and abuse that was happening on there. And Catherine in one of her episodes was like, I think it was like season three. She was like going around her home in Monk's Corner and said, Oh, and this is the slave cemetery. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are acknowledging it. And also, like, John C. Calhoun was, like, VVV pro-slavery. So, like, this is literally in her blood. Someone who fought for this to not be, like, a thing. So it's not surprising that her descendant would, like, be flippant and ignorant about race. And to just send out a monkey emoji is insane. Like, even if you are a fucked up racist, do it in your own fucking home. Don't subjugate like innocent black women to your bullshit it's fucked up like people are always going to be racist do not get me wrong and like you can't beat that out of people but like keep it to your fucking self and don't hurt people like unnecessarily like if you're going to be racist you're going to be racist regardless so just keep it to your fucking self you idiot like i hate i mean but also there's the taunting factor of it like she was (laughs) used in a taunting way and that was the thing is and by the way guys i know listening or watching this it's not a fun topic. It isn't. And by the way, I do not, I'd rather talk about Jax being a cheater than But I just, I think the thing that really frustrates me is that I, cause I, I try to, I was really trying to think about this. And the thing is that there's no answer. It's not like we're going to see like, okay, this will be Catherine's redemption season where she learns about racism. And, but you know, like I, you know, that's not happening. But also do that on your own time, Catherine. You should have been doing this work, you know, because guess what? Who watches these shows? All of us, not just Caucasian people. You know, you have Latinos, African-American, you have everybody watching these shows. What a good, and, and, and by the way, we watch these shows because you're a funny wacko, you know? And like, you know, but like use this opportunity to always use any opportunity that you have, I think, to lift people up, to share some kind of spotlight but not to like spotlight the hate in your heart or be, the, the taunting thing. That's what keeps getting me because it says I'm better than you. And I will make fun of you because I have the upper hand always because of the shade of my skin. And that's the part that really grosses me out. 
Like, cause I'm just like the taunting factor, yeah. you know, and, and it's not just money. It's not just power. She's saying you're Don't black. Forget. I'm white. Don't forget it. I will always be better to me. That's how it reads. And, and I just, I worry about, I, I read a lot of ne- not negative. Well, sometimes negative reviews on my podcast. I try not to get political ever, but I do sometimes if something I, you know, I'll say some of my beliefs, sometimes. you know, and I, and I, I, but I really, <laughs> I really want to hear other people's sides, but if you're, I just really got a question. If you're sitting there going, oh, Catherine was right and using a monkey emoji, I really would, would, I guess, implore anybody thinking that to question like, why? Like, what is that? Why is that needed? You can also argue a point without, without stooping to that kind of thing. Like, I'm all for like, if you want to tell me my beliefs are stupid, like, tell me, like, I want to know why. I want to know why my beliefs are stupid. And and I'm always willing to hear, you know, like, and I, I said, I don't even need to do it on my podcast. You can email me, you can call me. I, I, my number's out there. Like I would, I would love, but I don't know if I just, it's just frustrating. I, I just feel like very frustrated with this situation, but I'm so proud of those other girls for leaving the show potentially because of this. That's what those girls have been. Those girls have been such a bright spot on Southern charm because it had really turned into a boys club with Shep and you know, all those guys. But I really love those team of girls together. And I thought that was a really nice dynamic they were building up. And that just shows you uh, what a nice dynamic it was, that they're all sticking together and leaving that show. Good for them. Like, what a, what a, what, that's very powerful. That's a really powerful statement. And I also believe just the women on that show all have good heads on their shoulders. None of the men have jobs, but all of the women have yeah, had exactly. lives, careers. successful careers, stable relationships without allowing the show to take over their life where all of the men are like unemployed dad bods and beer guts like and that's pretty much it we're like rape uh just that yeah chestnut you know and so the show started off supposedly about being about like southern gentlemen all about the guys and then i think towards the end which i either the show's gonna go back to just being about the guys or i think it'll have to be probably done totally because at this rate like who is going to like I mean, I guess people are going to die to be on this show just because people die to be on television. But, like, I feel like the reputation's kind of tarnished, and it's, oh, you're back. Hey, what's up? Future husband. Just, you know, just talking about racism. Yeah, just, the, you know. All of the show's favorite concept. Um, <laughs> but just to kind of put a pin in this, because it is a little bummer. It's just, it's not fun to talk about. And, like, again, like you were saying, like, two white people just sometimes talking about this can be a little mind numbing because yeah that, yeah it could because like, we're two white people and it's like that's there there's voices that are, are more well spoken on this than than exactly. Dom and me you know like Otamani's show like, Bravo like there's so Kara many Kara great show, shows like, of like there, there is show. there people that can spoke it speak it yeah exactly there are people that can speak it way better because they've experienced it you know like if I I'll experience how it's like to like have to like have IBS or something stupid like that you know like. I, I just don't want to ever come off. I just know where I, my heart stands on it and I don't want to feed into it, but I also don't want to act like I know everything because I obviously don't. I do know that Jax Taylor is a horrible person and I will stand by that. And that's the only thing I know with every fiber of my being. I completely agree. So would you have gone to Jax Taylor or Tom Sandoval's pool party? More, most important right? thing of the week. Am I allowed to cuss, right? Of course you're allowed to cuss. You're okay. I would go to fucking Tom and Ariana's party. Fuck, fuck Jax's pool party. Fuck his pool party. His pool party sucks D, just like he sucks D. His pool party sucks. And that's what happens. When you're an asshole, pool parties end up sucking. 
So don't be an asshole because your pool party will suck. Even <laughs> if you have a huge, gigantic slide, you have a huge, gigantic slide, but guess what? You're still an asshole. And that other, that Tom and Arnia, that seemed like a lit pool party. He had a teepee. Those teepees teepee were so cool. With a, with a fan in it. That's how planned out he had a teepee with a fan in it. That pool party looked dope. And like, guess what? Your pool party, even if people had been there, still sucks. I didn't see any teepees in the back of Jax's house. I just saw a bunch of a-hole peoples. And that's what, Brittany, this is what you, this is what I would, this is the big idea. This is why I got him on here, guys. Brittany Brittany was saying, like, in that episode this week, oh, yeah, I'll stand by Jax. I'll stand by you forever. And, you know, I'll do it. And I'm with you forever. And we've been through everything. So, you know. And she's literally saying, I will stand by you no matter what you do, you know that. Unfortunately, I'm stuck with you. But that's it. That's what sucks about us guys is that we're all like these tortured souls up here. And like these women end up having to make excuses for us, have to stand by our sides when they can outwork us. They're smarter than us. Like there's 10 different things that I'm like, oh, sorry. Did I just, did no, I, I was saying correct. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just like, I just don't understand it. It's like, Brittany, you deserve everything that's coming to you because you're going to continue to have these conversations the rest of your life. This isn't because of Tom Sandoval and Ariana. This is because of Jax Taylor. And you are going to always have to defend him no matter if Tom and Ariana are in his life. It is BS. And she also said that episode, you know, do you, uh, Ariana asked, well, do you think people would be friends with Jax if it wasn't for you? And she's like, of course I would. Everybody except Sandoval. It's like, no. You are the reason people came back to him. You are another tactic and a ploy in Jax's arsenal. And guess what his new ploy is? Oh, I've got a bruised brain. I'm handicapped. Guess what? I know real handicapped people, you a-hole. And also, I know real people like Ariana that do have, you know, mental issues that they struggle with, that they actually take medicine for, that they go to therapy, that they, they don't go to lit method three times a day. They yeah. don't do that. They actually go to real professionals to help mental issues you don't use it as another tactic on your way to make people pity you and that's all he does he finds different tactics each season to make people pity him and now it's back to oh my brain's bruised i've got a handicap where were you in your handicap when you were making fun of ariana's handicap all season yeah well that's the thing it's like you know she goes through being depressed for seasons and seasons and seasons and he mercilessly makes fun of her and attacks her and calls her negative and calls her all these things I lesbian like, calls her i feel like Jax know. has such deep like internal like homophobia towards himself i feel like because like we all kind of know john and him had that like steamy miami relationship and i feel like he resents the fact that ariana can be herself can be sexy, can be bisexual, can be in a relationship with a man and have, you know, a quote unquote, like straight looking couple, you know, even though she's bi, whatever. Like, I feel like he's jealous of the freedoms and the confidence that Ariana and Tom have as a couple because he can't be himself. Like he's never been able to be himself. And even if he wanted to, Brittany would never let him because that's not the man she signed up for. When even also Brittany is also bisexual and has happened you know, on this show, like clear, clear as day moments. So I just feel like the two of them are so jealous that Tom and Ariana have been able to make a beautiful life for themselves outside of the norm. And that like, you don't need to have the timeline. You don't need to have a wedding to buy a house. And Jack's just belittling them at every chance they can get. It's just, it hurts my feelings. It makes me feel sad for them. And Tom is like such an amazing partner 
and they've gone through so much and tom is always just like ride no, or die no, for her no, he doesn't like, give a fuck like, yeah. ariana's like ariana's like i uh you know i'm bisexual and he'll be like i want you to be the best bisexual you could ever be okay that's how much I believe in your bisexuality. <laughs> you tell, let's be bisexual. Like he's in, like he is so, and, and, and I, I preface it with like, I, I, I have hung out with them a bunch of times. And what I will say is that they are exactly the same way in real life away from cameras that they are on that show. And also I will say, yeah, we didn't see Ariana a lot this season. She said her mental issue thing and all that, because I guess at the end of the day, sometimes, when you live your life completely truthfully and honest, it might not sometimes make the best reality show. Whereas Jackson, insane a-hole. So yeah, like this past week was the one of the first episodes that I was like, yes, Vanderpump Rules is back. Like, and I, I guess as much as I hate Jax, I love Jax as well for that because he's so bad that it is good. He's so bad <laughs> yeah. it's good that it makes this show because he's willing to, not willing, he just is naturally an insane a-hole. But like, Ariana's not an insane a-hole. And sometimes then that's hard to then like put into like, oh, Ariana, you're not cheating on Tom? Oh, Ariana, you're not like crying about this? Oh, Ariana, you're standing up for yourself about mental health? Okay, well, you know, like it just, it just sometimes like, you know, it's like I don't. Do you, you know what I'm saying about reality shows? It's like, you know, when you live a certain way, it might not make the best reality show for your character. Well, I think even James Kennedy is dealing with that directly because he yes. used to be like the highlight of yes. every season because he was drunk and his antics, and now it's like he's sober, so he's just like going to work and walking his dog, and like you know, that's great for you. And he needs to be doing those things for his health and wellness. But I don't want to see that. Like, I don't care about him and, you know, Raquel salmon dinner. Like, so I think you kind of do have to play into those roles. And whereas Jax played into those roles for like six full years, and now he's like new Jax, good Jax. And the Jax we've always known always just ends up cheating. And yeah, that's what that's, has made yeah. it good television, unfortunately. And that's what keeps storylines going. And the girl he dated in Vegas and the abortions and Veil and, <laughs> you know, Stassi, like Kristen, like every girl, like Rachel O'Brien, like he's dated everyone. He's fucked everyone. He's cheated on everyone. And that's what makes, that's who he is on the show. And now he's trying so hard to be this good man. But he's like, that is not me. And that's not me on the show. So what other bullshit can I cook up? And then he's like, literally shaming someone for a beach cleanup granted like they did bring more cups i think to that beach that they cleaned up <laughs> but you know like he's aggressively reaching out to mags telling him like this is a waste of time no one even likes you worst day ever and it's like all yeah. your friends came and your wife came why couldn't you just get in the car with her oh the pollution is what you I, hear about you need heard... four hours of Brittany well, out of the house and That's also, you do, you, do you remember like six episodes ago when they were at Venice Beach watching people skate? Oh, yeah. Jax went to the beach that time. That's the same beach, by the way, you guys. I did hear about this storyline before it, uh, like before the, the Vanderpump Rules came out this season that he was being an asshole in terms of, because how these, the, the, like all the characters have to sometimes like suggest things like, Oh, I I heard about this axe throwing place. Let's like, try that. Like, and I guess Max's was the beach, and like it was his first thing as a cast member of deciding what. And like, 
Jack's literally I, I didn't think it would make the season but he re, I love the way they I love the way they broke down the fourth ball and like kind of and that's where I think these shows should start heading but like the Jack's thing is just fascinating is that even in at his pool party when Brett was saying like hey you know if you put a penis in a vagina you know like and you know he's trying to be all philosophical about you know sex and Jack's Jack's literally says around Stassi around his wife around everybody he goes Man, I just put my penis in about any, anything I could. That's just how I was, you know. And it was like, you're being celebrated for being, you know. I just I find it hysterical. Like if a woman had went and said, like, oh man, there was a time where I would sleep with anything that moved. You would judge that woman and you would brandish her. You would put a scarlet letter on that woman. And Jax has done that, and he. That's not even what we really get. That's not what we even like hate Jax for. We think that's a cute, charming thing that Jack slept with probably a thousand women, you know? I mean, it's unfortunate. A couple weeks ago, we were talking on this show how Jax and Lisa Vanderpump were on the after show, and Jax said, Sheena can't land a man because she fucks him on the first date. It's like, how dare you say that? She did land a man once and got married, I guess. I mean, not a man (laughs) I would want to land, but she did, you know, have a life and she's always had boyfriends. She's always dating someone. And I just was like, you know what, Jax, how dare you say that? You would fuck a mattress and you probably do fuck in between your two mattresses every night. Like you fucking loser. Like don't, don't talk about women and their bodies and who they choose to be with. And he just always, he's a little gossip, even with Kristen. Like, why are you bringing up her sex tape from four years ago? Who cares? Who cares? Her and Carter have a box of dildos. They are fine with like, maybe like a a sexting video like i feel like he is just looking for anything at this point to detract from what is going to happen which is lip method three times a day which is again code for jack's fuck faith again well but i you know uh, well by the way that 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 sir the the vanderpump rules after show is sometimes better than the actual show first off (laughs) i've always been liking the, the the interviews are actually pretty good secondly that lit thing, like going to lit method three times. Now I, I talk about a little, little bit of this on this week's podcast is that, so I know where lit method is. It is over the hill. Valley village is over here. So say these two places, you have to go over the hill to here. Now that is in normal traffic. You're looking at, it's like seven miles away, but you're looking at 35 to 40 minutes to get there. One way. Because of traffic, because of, from the Valley, you have to go over yeah. the hill. It's always horrible traffic. Like right now during quarantine, you can get there in like 15 minutes, but 40 minutes. So you're only 40 minutes, 40 minutes back, 40 minutes, unless he just stays on that side of town. Now, why would he stay on that town? You you know, your guess is as good as mine, but also Brittany in this episode, which was very dark said, you know, you can check my location. Jack said that. And she goes, I will. So Jack's also remember he's a sociopath. So Say Jax does go to a lit method class, make sure he posts a story from it. Then in the locker room, in the locker room, he leaves his phone in the locker. Then he now has five hours to go and do whatever he wants without a phone. Then he comes back, does the second lit method class, takes some pictures, picks up his phone, goes home. That is because I'm telling you, the traffic is long enough. If think about through Jax's prism, because he's insane. Will Brittany drive 40 minutes to see if Jax is there when his location is saying he's there? No. So I believe Jax thinks these things out 10 steps. He thinks, remember, he thinks he's brilliant, 
So he finds ways to be brilliant. This is like Tristan Thompson cheating on Khloe Kardashian. I truly believe, and I didn't believe it until this episode, but the when he pointed out, when he officially said, you can check my location, that means he's, he's thinking about on. his location, which think about some normal dummy. They're not thinking, by the way, I share my location with a couple of people. I never think about, oh, well, I never think about, oh, fuck, they know where I'm at. You know, like, I never think about that. But he did. So he's saying there is proof, Brittany, if you want it. Uh, I'm, and I'm telling you, he it. also brags about Dateline episodes being like murder document. I'm not saying he's going to murder Brittany, but I'm saying he is, he's well aware of lying techniques his whole life. He's probably better at this than you or me or anybody. So I truly believe he's leaving his phone in a locker and saying he's going to three lip at the class. He's probably going to two, if not just one. I mean, you've convinced me. I always have been thinking he was cheating, but I do think the location mention is definitely something to consider because I mean, why do you say that? Said it to plant the thought in Brittany's head, and she's like, "I trust you. You're right. I do trust you because I have your location." She thinks like that's that. She's like, "No." She also said beyond and being a manipulator. Yes, she also said, "I will check your location," so he's safe because the location will say lit method. And like, that's where he said he is. Also, okay, bro, if we're going to be talking about gas guzzling, you know, driving places in LA, all of these lit method classes, 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. Come on, dude. So we will end the show on kind of a fun random note because there wasn't a lot of news outside of the Sheena stuff and the Catherine stuff. But Denise Richards sat down with the strategist, which does pay my bills. So no shit talking New York Magazine or the strategist, Ryan. So she said, I like, well, I like both of those actually. <laughs> so she sat down with the strategist to talk about what she can't live without. And I think we could just kind of go one by one because Denise has been having a really strong season of Beverly Hills this year. And, you know, all of Beverly Hills is having this. Beverly Hills is so good. Really? I mean, for, for hating it so much the last three seasons, it won me over after the first episode. And I'm truly, I'm like, I'm just like, hats off man you guys fixed it Vanderpump rules you guys can fix these things these things can be fixed you know so hats off already wait is number one real quick is number one what she can't live without Aaron's big dong yes his big dick energy and I realized is that, has, is that her that's the one? energy work he no oh my god could you imagine oh, okay. the of his dick was on the strategist no I just thought maybe like that's what she said she can't live without because that's what she always talks about I mean Big wait, wait, wait! This is this is on YouTube. You said. This is on YouTube, right? So this yes. is my Aaron. This is my Aaron imitation. <laughs> he just like. I feel like he's just him. like so fucking high. Mario's like, yeah, man. I believe anything you say, dude. <laughs> All right, I love Aaron, dude. I mean, the two of them. Like some house husbands, it's like the Jersey house husbands. Like I want a spinoff of all of them, Mauricio and Aaron. I'm like, can you guys just go to bed? I feel like it's past your bedtime. Get some Ben and Jerry's, you know, eat your edible and get the fuck off the screen. Did you, this did is you too see, much. Did you see Mauricio and Edwin uh, at Denise's dinner? Uh, Denise's, you know, backyard party where they the, they were all fighting at the table and there was like a shot of Edwin and Mauricio going like. You know, because they just, they have to sit through so many fights and they never like, 
So they just have to like sit there and like just kind of like check out and just like they just look so like oh man I know we have to do this for money but like <laughs> ah it sucks. I just can't really imagine being in a relationship in which like we're going to dinner parties and like big fights are breaking out. Like well, do you have a girl do you have a girlfriend group that that happens with like that you I mean, get into like fights? Not ever like I don't fight with my girlfriends and thank god but even if I like even if we were going to fight I feel like that's like a woman's thing like we would deal with it one another I feel like if the guys are around it's like they don't want to hear you're fighting like no definitely but that's hear, what I, like, I, I just didn't, like I didn't know like, if that was like a normal thing like where girls get, get into groups and then they just like get in get into it usually at a dinner and then I, mean, I yeah the dinners are supposed to be fun like that's actually when I like enjoy my friends the most to think like you know Sutton and Dorit and Rinna all fighting let the mouse go drop Sutton, the mouse you mean you mean and you stop being mean they yeah, were being her. mean they I mean they were, but I loved her calling addition. it out I thought that was amazing I was so happy about that I mean, because they were being mean and they were ganging up on her for nothing. She was like, I didn't make a big scene to read. Like, I told just you that, like, I was gonna freak out, like, if this guy is here. And it's, like, understandable if you're gonna freak out. Like, if you know someone's gonna be at a party that you don't like, you hope you don't have to freak out. And this show is also, like, a pressure cooker for drama. Like, that's the whole point. So Sutton might not want to have a fight with this Joey Maloof Klingon guy like on screen and make herself look like a fool because it was probably a business deal gone wrong or whatever the situation was so she didn't want to be made a fool of but Dorit and Rinna are like so bored and looking for anything like Rinna's actually kind of annoying me this season like well I I talked I yes you're in the pot like it's like a little it's like do something else get your own storyline I I said that to somebody this yes negative I said, I said, mark my words, it won't be this season, but I think next season will be Rena's downfall because yeah. it's, it's like the internet, Housewives will get everybody one day. <laughs> and Rena has really stirred up a lot of drama without being part of the drama. And her storyline is her daughter's struggles, not her own. And I think that is a really dangerous path to go down when you're stirring up drama for all these other ladies. And I feel like she thinks she's in control of it. And that will... We've seen it. Like, even Lisa went down. Like, Rinna will go down one season, and I'm not loving her attitude. Yeah. No, there's something about it this season that I just think it gets to a certain point where you could tell, like, who's aggressively self-producing. And I think at this rate, like, she reads what people want. She sees the dancing videos. She sees what's working. She sees what's not working. And she really does play into that. Where I got to say, I'm over her dancing. I'm, o- I'm over it. I'm over it. It's like too, I, I can't, there's nothing I'm just, I want to, I, <laughs> I, 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 I just, never mind. I just, I don't, I want it to stop. I want it to stop. I, I like the ones that she's been doing lately where it's like, she's dancing around Harry Hamlin and he doesn't even lift a finger or look at her. He's like, I'm just used to this, like little Tinkerbell, like dancing around me all day long. Think about this. Harry Hamlin goes on camping trips by himself. <laughs> That's how bad Harry Hamlin sometimes wants to get out of the house. <laughs> he goes by himself on oh. solo camping trips. He said this like two seasons ago when he was packing up for another solo camping trip. I mean, could you imagine having to be around that energy all day of just like somebody dancing in and out of your doors? I would just be like, dude, I'm trying to watch Mad Men, please. And also like, 
I think Rinna would be able to have the conversations with her daughters, like, season after season after season of their issues. If maybe she addressed, like, some of her own issues and maybe where her daughter's insecurities may have stemmed from, which I'm not blaming a mom, but oftentimes comes from what you see every day. Like, even this past episode, like, Rinna was, like, you know, doing splits and, like, being wild. And the guy was like, oh, is that your mom? And she's like, yeah. You know, like, you wonder why your daughters think they're just having to be skinny sex symbols. Like, you wonder why. You wonder why. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your own issues. Or why you couldn't go to college for more than six days. Like, why? Let's talk more about these types of things. And, you know, I I think we see Rena get to breaking points, especially, like, when she smashed the glass and, like, freaked out at Kim Richards when they were in Amsterdam. Yeah. Like, what? Do not talk about my husband. Yeah, like, why? What? And I, we don't need to know exactly what's there because clearly there's something there. Kim struck a nerve. But Rinna, like, let us in a little bit. Even like when her dad let died. Me she in, was like, let me in, Rinna. Let me in. Let us in, Rinna, please. <laughs> this is a ploy on YouTube. Let us in. Give the let leg. Like, you do the let us in face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> so going through Denise is what she can't live without. I have to say I do own a few of these products, which Aaron's big dong. I mean, I fucking <laughs> wish. I'm so sorry. I know this, I, I know this is a family podcast. This is a family show. We all know my family is not watching. That would be hilarious. But she starts with Marvis classic toothpaste, which I do use as well. It's really great toothpaste, but that's not really what I wanted to highlight. I'm a, I'm a crest man myself. I wanted to highlight that Denise is wearing Golden Goose sneakers, which are $530 and are fake dirty. And I think that is the worst fashion statement that's come out in the past few years. It's this brand and it makes the sneakers look like they've been worn for six years and they're close to $600 for dirty sneakers. And the fact that Denise is buying that, this is the reason we're talking about it because I feel like she's someone who, again, believes so deeply in energy work that she married a guy who does it. And then now she's also buying the $600 dirty sneakers. I'm like, Denise, what's going but, on in that but Denise's Denise's fashion is very interesting. It's almost, it's almost like Britney Spears fashion because it's it's like where it's like, you don't, have to dress that way yet you choose to dress that i mean and by the way britney spears is the number one pop star of all times but we all realize that like britney well she's really up there but we all admit britney i it's sure her style her personal style has always confused us i think we can all agree on that maybe but denise yes. richard's personal style even with these shoes confuses me and i'm not in i'm strictly an old navy man mm, but like but it confuses me of like, she's always like in kind of, well, I mean, you know, I don't know if that was part of the ragamuffin comment by Kyle, but it's, it, uh, it's always like overalls or weird. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's a, per, it's, it's a choice. That's all I'm going to say. It seems like very different than all of the other housewives style. Well, it kind of seems like she's a normal woman and it's just, like, I think the juxtaposition between, like, her being Denise Richards, the cover girl, like, yes, on all those yes. magazines, and then you see, like, her list of 12 things she can't 
not have and it's like a 7.99 thing of like Neutrogena face wipes and I'm like I have those things like I can't live without those things and then you kind of are like oh wait no I feel like Denise if any of them is real whereas Kyle's getting a Rolex yes. you know postmated to dinner you know oh, where yeah. I do want to clarify that is that she definitely comes off as a real person I do believe Denise comes off as a real person and she does this for a job and she, you know, she does have a, a special needs daughter, you know, two other daughters with Charlie. I mean, the girl, the lady has been through a lot and survived a lot. So like whether her personal style is top notch is neither here nor there. I don't know about if I would spend $600 on any pair of sneakers, whether they were dirty or, or new, you know? She also has, um, <laughs> rock tesla rocks which i didn't know what that is so this tesla rock in this bag helped protect against radiation that comes from cell phones and computers so a hundred dollar bag of rocks uh i was like denise come on all right this is falling flat i'm like i'm so i feel so anxious i feel like i'm really like overthinking things and i'm like not funny by the way, you sounded like me for a second. I was like, am I hearing myself say it's going well? Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever, ever done that. I'm usually just like, well, thanks so much. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, let me wrap this shit up so I can smoke weed and cry. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. Glad, glad, okay, glad that helped. Okay, good. <laughs> Great for a pep talk. Well, on that note, Ryan, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your amazing show, which is all about race relations, right? Oh my god oh god it's horrifying no it is nothing about that it just just good race relations uh tell so bad it's good with ryan bailey you guys already know about it because you listen to this pod and are a fan but uh yeah you can find me apple podcast spotify follow me on instagram at so bad it's good with ryan bailey i just shit post make a lot of stupid memes uh I your memes are so right. good lately oh my god i'm, real, I'm really so good really building up i'm like the, the 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 jordan of memes i'm trying to get there but <laughs> Um, uh, also I have a Patreon that just started a couple weeks ago. Megan was on last week's episode. It was insane. It was uh, really Patri good. Patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. I know times are tough right now, so don't worry about joining, but Hey, when all, when anything and everything gets back to normal and hopefully that'll be in the next year, <laughs> if you have a couple bucks, go there if you want more material to laugh at. But other than that, just take care you guys. And thanks for giving me a shot and this podcast a shot because this, uh, I know, really fuels us, so thank you. Wait, 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 real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, you said a box of dildos earlier with Carter and uh, Kristen. Why, why do you, is it like jeans where like no one's the same and it's like, I feel fun and flirty, so I need, I mean, I hate to end on this note, but like. I mean, no, I, I would love to end on this you, note. Do you I need mean, a box of, I mean, is it, it, I just, I'm not a girl like that. And I don't, um, I don't yet put things in areas yet, but like, <laughs> do you need, do you, is it like shoes? Do you need a bunch of different ones? I think it's kind of like a more the merrier kind of situation. Like you don't even need a toy by nature of bodies and design. Like you don't need yeah. a toy. So to have a box of them does seem a little much. But I also support it. I mean, there's many different types of things. I think that box. I'm not. I'm not sex, I'm not sex negative. I'm not sex negative at I all. Say, I didn't say you were. I, <laughs> don't paint me into this corner. But you know what? I could have used a good ten minute scene where Kristen took us through that box. Oh, she did do an unboxing box. video. Yeah, but like, could you imagine if she was like, uh, 
this is the uh, this is the Jacks one we used after we watched Drive that one night, and this is this is the one I used on Sandoval, and he loved this one. You know, like oh. I would love. Well, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's one thing I wouldn't want. Like, when you get a new boyfriend, do you have to get all new sex toys with that new partner? Or I don't know. He's like, did he fuck you with this? Like, <laughs> like does that come up? Like, it did. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then, like, are these, like, do you put them in the washer dryer? Do you put them in the dishwasher? Do you, like, I mean, and also, is it like, is it like, you know, where, like, like CDs where they get scratches on it or like, you know, the wear and tear where you're like, scratches. oh, this, this one, this one's been through the war with me, you know, like, you know, I don't know, like that's, I, I, hate, I, mean, I mean, like I said, I, I hate to end your first, uh, your first <laughs> podcast, like this, but you said it earlier and it's really been on my mind since you've no, said I'm it. I'm because, glad you regrouped on this because. Because it was a big box, by the way. It was a big, if you guys notice it, it was a big, bigger box. It wasn't like a small box. It was a bigger box. And it seemed like there's room for at least 20 to 30 of those in there. Well, I mean, sex toys can also be more than just like a dildo. So I feel like Carter was probably wearing like cock rings, which I don't know what that is, but I feel like he'd probably be wearing it. That's, I just, I've never, I've never gotten to a point where- I'm trying like, to see what would fill the box. I'm like, well, we need- that's what, I mean, like, like a sec, like a- um, like a sex swing or something like that. Oh yeah, that's a look. A sex bench. <laughs> but can you like? I mean, like, I've never gotten bored of sex yet to the point of like, you know what? This could use a swing. You know, like <laughs> I've never. I you know, like I mean, I guess I'm just not. I don't have that kind of money yet or anything like that. But like, I've never been. I don't like, have ceilings that can make, support it yet. Yeah, that's the place <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> what would make you know what would make this better is if we 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 brought some toys into this. You know, like I mean, like. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, some to toys, that. I'm like, let's some not toys. go crazy. <laughs> let's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, like, I mean, like, I'm like, gag balls, no. Yeah, a sex swing, I feel like we just don't really need it. But have I mean, you I'll seen, do... like, Ashley Benson and Carol? The, yes, like that, 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 that photo of the sex swing, them, yeah, bringing it in. I, yeah. I wear, like, I'll wear, like, those Groucho Mark glasses as a sex mm. toy, just to, like, switch up my look, you know? And, and, it's, like, uh, called role play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, hey, subscribe to the podcast, guys. Anyways, uh, thanks be, for listening. <laughs> <stuff> for <you. laughs> oh, my God, I'm actually... Sorry.